0: Hi, sweet friends. I am Jen Merkling, and I'm so excited that you are joining me today for this session about consistency and margin. And I really think that in the end, when I look back at all of my years of homeschooling, these two things are what a lot of success and joy in homeschooling kind of boil down to. And I really think that they're actually very interconnected you can't really have almost one without the other. And so we're going to really dive in today and just talk about how can we make sure that we are putting both of those things into practice in our homeschools. And so I'm excited to share some of the things that I've learned over the years. Before I do that, I'll just say real quickly that this will be my 19th year homeschooling. and. I can't believe that (laughs) and I can't imagine my life actually any other way. It has been a huge, huge blessing in my life. If you've been homeschooling like me for a long time, then you know the blessing that it is and it's just such an amazing lifestyle. If you're new to homeschooling, I just want to encourage you and welcome you on this journey and we're just so excited for you to experience the blessing for your family as well. Um, So I have homeschooled all this time because I have six children. I have three young adults now. There are three that are in college um, ranging from 18 to 21. So that was my, we call it wave one of kiddos. And then when we were in our late thirties, so we had the first, first batch when we were in our twenties. And then we had round two in our late thirties. So I have a almost 10 year old Son who will be doing fourth grade work this year, and I have we ended with twins. So I have little seven-year-old miracle twins. They were born at 26 weeks. They were little super micro preemie babies. They were what like one and a half pounds when they were born. So they are little miracles, and they're such a joy to us. But that is what's going on at my house. So we have little little people things and big people things. Kids going off to college and. Kids doing first grade. We're, we're learning how to read. So it's it's a lot of fun. And I'm just excited to um, start another year. And I'm excited to share some of what I feel like really boy, what the the success of a year kind of boils down to two things. And so let's let's look at how we can make consistency and um, margin part of our homeschool. So the first thing when you're hearing me say consistency, you're thinking probably like, oh yeah, Jen is probably gonna tell me that I need to be getting my booty up at eight in the morning and you know, keeping everything on track or starting school at, at a certain time. And that is actually not what I mean by consistency at all, because I am sort of a schedule rebel. I feel like the more I have a schedule, the more it kind of makes me feel stressed out and the less consistent I become. So I have found my comfort in homeschooling is in a rhythm and not in a real set schedule. I kind of might make this little skeleton schedule out of like, well, I kind of am thinking these things are going to happen. This this block of math is probably going to happen around 10 o'clock. But I really, once the day gets going, once we're up and around, I am not a clock watcher. We just, that's not the way I have found the success for me. I think it's almost setting myself up for failure with six kids and obviously I've had littles um, around my house for a long time. I, I just know that there will be interruptions. Things are not going to go the way that this perfect schedule looks. And so I have found a rhythm to be a better a better way to approach life so i know at some point whenever i get up and i do try to just listen to my natural body rhythms let my kids wake up at their natural rhythm and so it's really just about what happens after that and so i'm gonna have my coffee i'm gonna have some morning time where i'm with the lord and i'm reading I'm bible study My kids, I let them kind of have some time to themselves where they can wake up and we kind of regroup together and we do a morning time. And that's sort of how things get started at my house. And then we kind of block off, okay, I'm going to do math during this little section and language arts during this section. And we'll talk more about that in a little bit, but that is sort of the way it goes. It's just kind of a rhythm of the day and that works better for me. Um, Also, I just think that it's helpful if you can set aside some time to evaluate, how was the rhythm working for you? So I can get into this tendency where not my, maybe the thing that's hardest for everyone is getting pushed to the back of the day. And that's sort of defeating the whole purpose. So I think if you can take a second after like a six week time period and say, okay, where is my kiddo needing to work a little harder? Where, is the weakness in our homeschool. For me right now, I can tell you as we're entering the new school year, writing is our weakness. And so I can't put writing at the end of the day. Like I might want to to put writing at the end of the day because there's all these other things I want to do. But I know if I continue to put writing at the end of the day, that's going to be the thing that never happens. So really you have to kind of live out your priorities and so if you say like my kid needs to get better at writing then that should probably be your first block of time when you start thinking about the, the way the day is going to flow. It doesn't have to happen at nine o'clock, but it needs to happen whenever you're sitting down and you're saying, okay, the first block of time that I'm going to do homeschooling, I should probably focus on writing for me personally. Maybe for you, it's something else like math or um, you have a kiddo that you really need to be intense about phonics. So it just, it will change. And that's why it's nice to kind of reevaluate every so often and say, okay, what what's the weak point right now? Where do I, re- what maybe needs to get moved to the top Of the daily order instead of getting always pushed to the the back side of the day, I would also add that one of the reasons I homeschool is because I want to be able to share my faith, and some of that is just living your faith, always being you know, your kids see you, they see you praying, they see you um, just living your life and being um, an example. But they also, I think, um, need that. I can't say that I want to instill this into my kiddos. And then we never get around to doing our Bible time. So that's for me something that we always start the day with because then I feel like, okay, this is important to me. So I'm putting it at the front end of the day. We're gonna at least pray together and do a little devotional together. And that I know I'm living that priority. So that's just something that I've learned over time because otherwise, if I don't start it with that, then it's so easy, even though that to me is the most important thing math starts taking over or reading starts taking over and it's like by the end of the day all the thing that i say that i care about the most didn't even get done and so that's just another thing to keep in mind that i've noticed over the years can be a a slippery slope where you just jump in the day and then you're not prioritizing the thing that you say is the most important to you so i've learned that over the years um the other things of talking about consistency is practicing those hard things in like small increments. And so let's say your kiddo doesn't really like handwriting practice. Instead of it being this control thing, like, well, you are gonna sit here until you finish this handwriting page. Um, And then it becomes like the school thing. We're losing the whole level of learning. It's this power struggle between mom and kiddo. I have just tried to avoid that completely. And the thing that I think helps me do that is just setting a timer and saying, okay, I am gonna set the timer for five minutes and I, what, your most beautiful work, whatever you can do, we'll just see what how much you get done on this page. And that could be for you know math, math problems, like a factor review, or it could be for handwriting, anything that's kind of not their most fun or favorite thing to do, but you know it needs to get done is literally just set the timer and say, OK, and, and then they know, OK, when the timer goes off, I've done my best work and my mom is not going to be like nagging at me that it's not done. And we'll just pick up where we left off tomorrow. So that has been a little easy to implement tip that I feel like has helped kind of eliminate that power struggle over some things. And it's helped us to be consistent and practicing. Maybe the not so fun things about homeschooling or sometimes those hard things like handwriting for my son. Um, also in that same breath, talking about practicing the hard things in small increments. I am so guilty of, oh, we're having a great day. We are getting through our lesson. Let's do some more. And so I will do more than what, like it says, you should spend 25 minutes on this phonics lesson, but we're doing so well. I'll like keep pushing it. And at the moment that's fine. And my kiddo is like pretty much on board with me for that but it can actually lead to burnout I find over time. Like if you keep, oh, well, we can make this lesson last longer and we can keep going longer. I, If you are more aware of keeping your lessons into that 20 minute zone, instead of like always pushing to get further down the line, your kiddo is actually going to get so much more out of it and you personally in the end are going to get less burned out. So try, even though it might be tempting if things are going like really awesome with the phonics lesson or math lesson, I know it's tempting to keep pushing, but if you can just remember, I don't want to burn myself out, don't want to burn my kiddo out. And there's really only so much that they can like really grasp past 20 minutes, like just be aware. Um, if you have a tendency to like, like, let's power through that. Maybe that's not the best strategy. I've I've found that over, over time. Okay. So besides consistency and just general homeschool lessons, I, we're obviously at home, right? In our houses and we're surrounded by our clutter, our dishes, our laundry, Legos, all the things. And so for me, it has been very important to have consistent home management, which is not at all my comfort level. It's not at all like what I would say is my natural ability. I'm not, I was a kid with like stuff falling out of her desk in school. My bag in high school, it was a hot mess. I had papers, I knew where they were, but oh my goodness. Like everyone else was like, what is that girl doing? She, how, how is she doing these things? And so an organization and keeping things tidy and clean, not Not my strong point, not my strong suit. So, And I got married when I was 20, so I really had to learn, um, just over time, how to get my act together, especially when you have six kids. And the person that has been really influential to me is, um, she's called the Fly Lady, is how I think of her, I know her. Um, Her name, I believe, is Marla Siley. I always say her name wrong, her last name, but I'm gonna put a link to her website. If it is also not supernatural to you or you get overwhelmed by the household piece of motherhood and homeschooling, I cannot say enough nice things about her because she really breaks it down into very simple things that you can be consistent about. Really for me, it comes down to three basic things every day. Like did I do my dishes at night? Like I turned on the dishwasher and I try to unload it in the morning. Um, and then laundry, what she's really big on just one load a day, which you're probably like, wow, how can this girl with six kids get away with one load a day? And really, if I consistently do one load a day, it works out so much better than if I push ahead and I try to do like three or four. And then the next day I'm like, Oh, well, I did three or four. I don't have to do it. And it kind of keeps kind of like that school idea with our kiddos. Like we think we can push ahead and like power through and do a whole bunch, but then we end up getting behind because we got kind of burned out on the whole thing. So one load of laundry a day, and I'm I'm not great about this one, but trying just to like clean up one bathroom a day. And so it really kind of boils down to very simple habits. And then she has monthly habits. So this month um, it is about cleaning the bathroom, which I have to get back onto. That's always the hardest one for me is to clean the bathroom every day. but last month it was great it was about that i needed to drink water so i got really consistent again about okay i'm gonna drink my eight glasses of water so it just i love her because every year it's the same thing she goes january to december it's the same habits and of course it's always for me the same weaknesses and i get back on and it feels just like someone's kind of coaching and helping me stay on track and make those little baby she calls them baby steps and it is and and she just holds you accountable but also helps you to have a positive feeling about what you're doing for your family, looking at it as blessing your family, blessing and loving yourself when you're taking care of your home and just doing the little things like drinking water and that kind of stuff. So I love her. If that is at all a weakness for you, that is, a, that is what I would recommend is going to the fly lady. Um, and then I would also say on a personal note, the mornings that I don't start the day with the Lord and have some kind of quiet time, I have an app that I really like called First Five and it goes through, it's free. And so if you're not a part of a Bible study or you've never done something like that, it's super easy to jump in and use that one. And um, I do it on my phone, just sort of difficult because I can be tempted to look at like Instagram or Facebook as I'm opening <laughs> as I'm opening up my First Five app. But, It is really good it's worth actually still having it on my phone because I just have to try to block out all the other distracting things on my phone but it goes through like right now the summer we've been going through Hebrews so it is going line by line which I really like and there's different teachers so you get different perspective and they're all it's non-denominational and I just feel like it's a really nice place to start in the morning so if you don't already have a Bible study that is a fantastic one, and you can jump on anytime, and it's free, and you can join me because I am there every morning <laughs> doing my Bible study. Um, and if I'm not, then I pay for it the rest of the day. I, I can just feel that I'm foggy and I'm not getting myself together. Okay, so um, my last thing about consistency is that um, obviously. Our goal is inconsistencies, us are just being loving and patient with our kiddos um, and listening to listening to their needs. And so when I don't have margin in my life, I start to feel rushed and I'm more concerned about, oh, these arbitrary things like, well, it says I'm supposed to be through chapter three by the end of the week. And so I just try not to get distracted by these arbitrary what they say a third grader should know about science. Like really who, that's just something, (laughs) it's just kind of made up. Like there's no real concrete thing of of what a a third grader should or should not know. And And I think for a long time, I didn't quite grasp that. I was always trying to like follow the rules or whatever outline and make sure we were on track for whatever normal was. And so when you kind of start feeling like, no, I can really just rest in, that what we got to done today was enough and I'm going to enjoy the journey and I'm not going to be so worried about whether I got through this whole lesson because I can pick it up tomorrow and just really resting in that. And I, I think that's a great, great way to approach it instead of being so consumed by your curriculum telling you that you should have been, you know, gotten through A, B, or C by Friday. And just um, know that there's plenty of time. And as long as you're consistently approaching it, it'll be it'll be just great. Um, all right. So part of um, how can you tell when things are not consistent? Well, you think you kind of know, like we're kind of all over the place. For me, clues that we're getting there is I'm starting to feel foggy. Um, I'm not I probably am distracted because my house is a mess, or I'm not spending the time with the Lord, or I'm just not following my our rhythm. I'm just kind of getting off track. So foggy for me is a big thing. Um also I feel like I'm cramming things in and doubling up, which uh, is such a no-no in my book. But I even almost 19 years later, I can still feel this like, oh, I wanna double up, I wanna like not get behind and it's just silly like do not do that do not do do that to yourself or your kiddos um and i was gonna say i don't have the book i wanted to show you the book you've probably heard of it um julie bogart wrote a great book called the brave learner and she really addresses that whole idea of doubling up and cramming things in and how much better it is just to stick with our rhythm that slow steady pace and not to feel distracted when something really great comes along like dad's home and we're gonna go out for lunch or it's a beautiful day, let's go to the zoo. Like to welcome those interruptions and then not feel like we got behind. So there was a time in my homeschool where I might've said, okay, we're gonna go to the zoo, but then tomorrow we're gonna do two math lessons to make up for that. But she really explained it nicely in this book. Like if you had, gone out to dinner or for lunch and you had peanut butter sandwiches at home that you were going to make the normal peanut butter sandwiches which is kind of like our normal homeschool routine and then you got invited out to lunch you went then come home eat go and eat your great lunch that you got to go out and then come home and feel like you also had to eat the peanut butter sandwiches that you made and that's kind of what we do with our homeschooling it's like we go do this awesome thing and we're just not valuing it as a really a Great part of life of our our homeschool lifestyle that we've been able to have, or a great learning and experience in and of itself, like going to the zoo or going out into the nature and going to a on a little hike, we're just not valuing those things, and so then we feel like we have to cram some other activity. And so, I for me that mental picture of just like having stuffing two meals into myself was really good I thought yes that's exactly what happens for me um Julie I'll just when she said that I was it was just like a light bulb went off and I could see how many times I had done that instead of just valuing like oh I got to have this nice fancy dinner today and um I'm just gonna enjoy that for what it is and tomorrow I can go back to my peanut butter (laughs) sandwiches so that helped me and I don't know if that will help you but don't double up don't don't go there I know it's tempting So that kind of brings me to margin, that we have to put margin in our life. And I honestly don't think you can be consistent without having the margin piece. So margins obviously is not overscheduling. And it's really tempting, I think, especially when you are new to homeschooling, that you're sort of wanting I want my everyone I don't want anyone questioning what's up with my kids so we're going to be really active we're going to be in a co-op and they're going to be in like three sports and we're going to have a music lesson we're going to do all the things so no one thinks my kids not socialized so in the attempt to like overcome some of that stuff either what we think people are saying about us or what maybe our own personal fears about is are we enough And is what I'm gonna do at home enough? Are my kids gonna turn out kind of, are they gonna be okay? And so we're kind of like overcompensating by maybe adding too many activities. And so I have just learned to cut, cut, cut. And the longer you do it and maybe the more confident you feel. And then I've gone through things where I've seen that the fruit of all the activities is not what I thought it was gonna be. It ends up me running around feeling ragged and kind of actually inviting other problems into our homeschool, like problems with friends, problems with things that we were exposed to that I didn't feel good about at these different activities. So really choose your activities wisely and check that you're not doing it because you feel like I'm doing this because I think other people need to see me doing all these other activities to validate my homeschooling. Don't do them out of those kind of things so i am not a big activity girl i've learned to cut a lot of that out um margin in your homeschool day there are only so many hours in the day and so like i said i really try to have like a morning block where i'm combining at that time bible if i'm going to talk about um a history or a science lesson we're just all sitting on the couch it's sort of a family time there are lots of people who talk in great detail about morning time um In her book, Teaching from Rest, Sarah McKenzie does a really great job with that. I love, love this book. When we're talking about margin, this is a really, really good one to look at. Um, And also that there is so much good curriculum out there. It can be tempting to try to do it all. And we really can't. So you have to, again, think about maybe what is my kids really needing to work on right now? And that's where I'm gonna spend my time and my money and my focus, my energy. Where I usually get hung up is language arts because you could go so many directions. We could like do a big grammar study, vocabulary, spelling. I mean, it could go on and on. So you really have to decide, okay, I can't do all of this right now. And so I'm gonna pick like three things to focus on for like the next six weeks. And she talks a lot about that in this book. Like we don't have to do everything all year long. Like it doesn't, if we do something very with a concerted effort for four to six weeks, that's better than like sort of dabbling in it all through the year and not getting that consistency done. So that's where the margin and the consistency really, I think kind of overlap and are really important to each other. So don't put so much on the schedule that none of it's getting done. Um, so our need for margin, with our kids. I've just seen the more I've given that my kids some time for unstructured like where I'm not organizing all their time and they're doing their own thing. I just see such growth and creativity and play and their own personal relationships with each other and their own personal um, interests really, really take off. And so you have to have that margin in the day and don't feel like just because you're homeschooling that you have to manage everyone's time all day long. Like that, is, that is not your job. If you thought it was your job, take that one off your plate. So um, I really, you'll be amazed at how creative and really cool your kids are, the things that they get into and they can do. And I'm, I'm always floored at what's going on with my kids. And so, but they need that time. So if you're everything, if every minute is scheduled, then they're not going to get to experience that. So let them have that free play, that free time to be creative. Um... And then you need margin as long as need some margin because you're managing a whole household and your homeschool and all the different things. And some of us are running businesses too. So there's a lot of things. And so if you are not giving yourself margin, it, you're going to get burned out. So really, we're gonna simplify as much as we can, like take some stuff off your plate, especially those activities or too much in our curriculum. Um, I can't say enough about trying to streamline things. And again, this teaching from rest is such a little encouragement for that. And so what happens? What what are the clues that I am not giving myself margin is I'm getting grumpy, I'm feeling rushed, um i lose my temper and i feel stressed so that whole consistency about being loving and patient with my kiddos i can't have it if i don't have margin it's so hard much harder to be patient when it's like there's so much going on and you've got to keep going it's much more easy to be loving and patient when there is time in your in your daily life and your flow Um, Another big clue is, do I not have time for life? Like, do I not have time to make um, a menu and and do some cooking? Is my housework getting behind? Are we not sitting down and having a meal together? Are we not, like, just doing some, the basic things that I feel like are important for um, teaching my kids basic habits? Like, just, are we getting all of our teeth brushed and baths? Like, is all of that, like, happening in a nice non-crazy rushed routine way. um, Those are the important like red flags. And so if you're not having that and if things are just like chaotic and people are feeling angry, that might be a clue that we haven't built enough margin into our game. All right, so I hope this little chat about consistency and margin has been helpful and insightful and encouraged you. And hopefully just let you know that you you are doing amazing and you're doing more than enough and thankfully we can't actually do it all and um we are never going to be quite enough for this job but god fills in and his grace is so amazing and he covers it all and that is one of my life verses and i feel like it's my homeschool verse is that my grace is sufficient for you my power is made perfect in weakness that is from um second corinthians 12 9 and i just that's a huge thing for me it's just you i i will never be enough i can't get it all done but when i i can just bring my best in a consistent way and give my family myself margin and grace and i know that god will cover the rest in his grace and i'm praying that for you too thank you so much for joining me you can find me on the web at jenmerkling.com i would love to see you drop me a note um And um, if you have any questions or ever wanna connect with me, please feel free to do so there. Thank you so much for joining me today. Bye.